Welcome to Healthy by Anne Catherine, the podcast. This podcast came about because when I travel, I meet so many interesting people and I get so inspired. And really, I just want to tell the world about what I learned. But instead of me passing on the message, why not deliver the pearls directly to you? So that's what this is all about, sharing knowledge. Let's begin. I'm sitting here at Southern California University uh, with Sebastian Brandtorst, mm -hmm. who is a researcher in gerontology, and he's working together with Walter Longo on fasting and fasting mimicking diets. His speciality is working in mice, but he's also been involved in the, in the research in humans. So what made you get this way to uh, working with fasting diets? Uh, well, I did work on yeast aging doing my master's at the University of Michigan. And so at that time, Walter was a big name with regards to aging in, in yeast. And I applied. I ended up here. I took on a project that was focused on uh, using fasting, water-only fasting in mice to sort of improve how we treat uh, cancers. So um, we had a lot of great data coming out of this and a lot of cancer patients became aware of it, volunteered to fast, but we fastly realized that um, most doctors would not prescribe a water-only fast to their patients, so therefore we realized there's a need for a, a diet that has fasting-like effects, so we started developing the fasting mimicking diet and that's, that was a long time ago, but yeah, we're moving forward and still work in progress. So you're focusing no more now on prevention um, in regards to lifestyle-related diseases, but you're also looking into research in regards to specific diseases. Right. So we're using, we're having, we're having two ideas with the diet. On the one hand, is, it is certainly a treatment. Um, the On the other hand, we have this idea that a lot of times people don't really focus on on treating themselves until there's need to it. So we're also using the diet in, in settings where there is already a, a clinically identified disease, um, whether it is cancer, metabolic syndrome, um, we're having trials on Alzheimer's, inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's disease, um, all, all sorts of chronic diet uh, and or diet related diseases. So, so what the, 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 the mechanisms of actions in regards to the fasting mimicking diet? First of all, it's called fasting mimicking because it mimics the effects that you get out of water fast, but yeah. the negative effect that you can get from the water fast, which, which can be uh, losing muscle mass and so on, does not occur in the fasting mimicking diet. Right. But the mechanisms of actions you've been researching into, and I know your baby is really the IGF-1, but of course there's mTOR, there's uh, the PKA, but can you just quickly dive yeah. into that? Yeah, of course. So the, the general idea is that um, throughout evolution, whether we look at flies or, or worms, mice, humans, we have these evolutionary conserved signaling pathways within the cells that respond to nutrients. So um, the higher we sort of get in evolution, we, we involve hormone regulations and IGF-1 is a, is a growth hormone in its sense. So um, what the diet does, it essentially reduces the abundance of, of protein, of glucose, and it reduces hormonal signaling related to nutrient uptake. So it's really deactivating these, this ca these cascades in, in cells and therefore then 
activating um, a, a sort of like a, a protective state in the cells. Um, I, I like to think of it as almost like a hibernation when um, nutrients become abundance again, now the cell can respond and can grow and it's protected in the meantime. So these, these, this downregulation of IGF-1 downregulates mTOR, we have a downregulation of PKA and, and all this in turn is sort of like a very broad um, effect on the cell that is usually associated with um, cellular resilience. So the, 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 the theory be, behind the, the, the FMD diet, of course, is that it stimulates autophagy where the cell starts cleaning up inside of themselves to stimulate apoptosis, which is this uh, naturally occurring cell death or programmed cell death. So we get this cleaning up in the body and you've described how uh, the liver can shrink in mice, we just have to say here, by 40% and uh, but then it, it, it regrows. So, so the theory here is that when you go through the fasting mimicking diet, that you kind of get rid of the precancer cells, you get rid of the maybe autoimmune cells, and, and then you preserve the healthy cells. And then when you start feeding again, the amazing thing happens is that you stimulate the stem cell production. Can you... Yeah. Dive deeper yeah. into that. So, uh, so generally speaking, the idea is, like, like you said, it's correct. We we really do think that the the deactivation of these pathways uh, requires a a metabolically fit cell. So traditionally, a cancer cell that acquires mutations often in these pathways cannot respond. Older cells might be damaged, might not be as metabolically fit and active to respond to these dramatic changes in their environment. So, so therefore, the, the idea really would be that um, the, the diet is a, a intervention that may, uh, may select for fitter cells that can respond and therefore they stay alive. And on the other hand, we, we sort of clean out old and damaged cells. And then the, when, once these cells are gone, now following sort of the refeeding period at the end of the fasting mimicking diet, which I think is, is often underestimated how important it really is. We, we're going from a, from a fast to a refeeding and we see a lot of the benefits really coming from this transition. Um, under these circumstances now, the, the uh, stem cells within the organs and, and remaining cells have the capability to, to divide and grow again. So it's repopulating, reprogramming, and if you really want to consider it rejuvenation, if it's coming from a stem cell or a younger cell, now your organ becomes rejuvenated and re-expands to its normal size. So with the fasting mimicking diet in humans, of course, there's a benefit of a weight loss. Um, and then there's, of course, benefit of, of, of getting cholesterol and lipid levels better, reducing blood sugar levels and so on. But then there's this increase of, this, of the stem cells. So if you are healthy uh, and, and don't necessarily want to lose weight, and that's not necessarily your, your aim, but just really to be healthy, the, the fasting mimicking diet is actually a really good uh, idea to do because you have this rejuvenation function and and a lot of people are focusing a lot on on, on just weight loss management but here is actually a tool yeah. for us to be able to live longer i read somewhere that uh, doing three cycles of the prolon uh, fasting mimicking diet would uh, extend in a mathematical um, calculation of course life by 3.7 years or something is yeah so so these are obviously estimates based on sort of like a computational modeling where we simply used the um, 
the effects on, on some of these markers that can be utilized to calculate your biological age. So not your chronological age, meaning how old are you in years, but how old is your body really? Mm-hmm. And um, so the, for, for that, yeah, we can simply use a couple of markers and as, use estimates to see sort of and compute how our aging trajectory would change if we continue to do the FMD two or three times per year. And, and yeah, we see quite dramatic uh, effects with that. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's, I think it's, it's very interesting to show how, how a small intervention can have a quite dramatic impact on, on your health. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that the, the FMD was never designed to really be a, a, a weight loss diet. Um, I think there, there's plenty of diets out there that help you reduce weight, but they certainly don't have the, the background of being focused on health and longevity. Um, a lot of the diets that we see utilized for weight loss are actually not aligning with, with recommendations that we consider a pro-longevity diet. Mm. So you, you here you could mention like something like the, the Atkins diet, right. which is really yeah. high in protein. You, we know people lose weight, but we also know that if they carry on on that diet, it actually is, is more like a pro-aging yeah. diet because it stimulates the nutrient-sensing pathways, it upregulates the mTOR and so on. So, but but so so in 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 healthy people, you suggest doing the 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 prolon three cycles per year. Yeah, yeah. per year even. So, because I know that's been I know in 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 some interviews, uh, Valter Longo has saying, well, maybe once every quarter, maybe you should continue could do continue doing it once a month and so yeah. on. But you're looking a little bit more so into I, this. I I I think I I would generally align with what Walter thinks. The I think there's a the effects that we've seen doing three consecutive type cycles, so meaning one cycle per month for three months, and then that, that, I think that would put you on a good trajectory to, to be healthy. And then you can do the FMD maybe once every two or three months to sort of like maintain some of the benefits. Because we actually shown that, particularly in the adverse subjects, a lot of these effects lasted even after three months of the of the, the diet. So. If if at that point you sort of like want to reverse back and do another round and another round, I think I think that's a good implementation. If you if you obviously want to use the diet because you think it's a inducing a lot of health benefits, but it's also easy to do for you and you feel you experience weight loss, which can be a great motivator, uh, particularly if you're overweight and at risk. I think you can do it. You could do it even more often, but it's that certainly catered on an individual level and there's a lot of responsibilities for making sure that you do it the right way and that's that's where i think education of on the one hand the patient on the other hand also the, your the treating doctor needs to be in place so you kick off with the three cycles and then you maintain by doing a cycle every quarter roughly yeah yeah that's uh that's that sounds reasonable and because doing it like for three months in a row like every year maybe a little bit high i mean i know like timing and so on for three months if you but if it's just oh now it fits doing it for five days then it sounds uh a lot easier than 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 having to do it that that close to each other it's also it, it will increase adherence motivation um, yeah, it's, it's still a fasting-like experience, and it's it's five days of low calories. So while it is a lot easier than only water fasting, it is still a a intervention, and I think as long as we can 
keep people motivated in doing it, they will continue to, to benefit from it. So then more into the practical side, when you are actually on the prolon, um, I know you are a strong uh, advocate of following more of like a circadian rhythm so that you stop eating after six o'clock yeah. in the evening yeah. and have, can you comment on that yeah i think i think there's just some some great data out there including some studies from session panda that really demonstrate um the, the health benefits of sort of like a, a time restricted feeding um I, i think our body is just not designed to to consume large amount of foods late at night it does not allow allow with how how our metabolism functions so i think i think a benefit of the the fmd is really that there's a meal program you can follow and i think it it helps you through the day if you if you consume your your meal in the morning you have something for lunch and for for dinner and all that being usually i would say you know consumed within like an 11 to 12 hour window um and i think i think there's there's great benefits to it um, i mean improved sleep um, a lot of people that eat late suffer from really unresting sleep. So I think I think that's that's a big benefit where people almost feel immediate improvements coming from the fast milk diet. And that's I think that's something that can be um, time restricted feeding is is something that can be fairly easily implemented into everybody's lives. And there's a lot of health benefits mm. to that. So I think it, generally speaking, whether or not it is with With the FMD, I think time restricted feeding is a eating is a is a good idea. So 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 the FMD again can kickstart some new habits. You can think about your circadian rhythm and yeah. when you're eating during the day, and then of course whilst being on a diet, when you're restricted to eating what's in the box, you can say uh, allows you to think further. Like how do I feel? How does food actually impact my body? And 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 some people can actually start some good habits or kickstart some good habits looking more into when do I eat and the, the window of, of, of eating, how many hours should I be eating, but also what do I eat, do I do I really need to have the chocolate or cheese or coffee or whatever right. is is that there is some form of addiction into because what I see from, from my clinic and the people that I have been uh, supporting whilst they've been on, on, on Prolon is first of all they become really proud when they've done it because to begin with they believe they perhaps couldn't live without food And then after they found out, well, I can actually, but I can actually also live without whatever their food addiction is. So it, it kind of allows, and and then we move more into the psychological side of of the diet. But it actually allows people to rethink what they're putting into their mouth by having these five days without doing what they they normally yeah. do. I think there's a great appreciation for food. And it's not the, the this like comfort food that, that we that we seek, you know. It's like a lot of times I think people nowadays we associate comforting food as being a, a very calorie rich diet, high fat, high protein. And I think I think coming out of the, the FMD experience there's there's appreciation for for good foods and then it good I really mean like a nutrient rich, not dense, but rich diet. Um, that doesn't have to be what we consider like unhealthy. Mm. There, there's, I think there's, there's the appreciation for coming out of this experience aligns more with um, healthier food choices, at least for, for a while. 
Because people are definitely craving broccoli and uh, steamed uh, salmon or yeah. whatever is what I'm I'm hearing. Um, so it's, so that's really uh, funny to see what is it people are craving for. And it is not, as you're saying, the unhealthy foods. In fact, then eating sometimes the unhealthy foods, like let's, being, let's say it's uh, chocolate, then they feel it's actually a lot sweeter than what they remember it. So, so their mm-hmm. whole uh, acceptance of, of sweetness and what, because they kind of blocked eating sweet foods, it gets lower so that yep. threshold is what how much sweetness do i need is is a lot lower and suddenly just a piece of fruit is 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 enough for them yep. and like they cut out of the coffee most often even though you are actually allowed if you can't live without the coffee you are allowed to drink uh, a, a cup of coffee per day i understand right yeah um no milk no sugar obviously mm-hmm. um the the idea mostly is that that just because we have this high caffeine addiction that people suffer from headaches once they go cold turkey on the coffee. So, um, yeah, we I think in, in order to, to allow the uh, practitioners, the, the, the volunteers, whoever we have in, in our trials and in the, um, the patients to... Yeah, because coffee can actually kind of, if you, theoretically... It, the, 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 some of the mechanistical actions behind a coffee intake like you you get the caffeine and it might actually stimulate some stress hormone response and when you stimulate stress hormone response you may actually stimulate a, a raise in blood glucose yeah. so so drinking coffee actually is counteractive com- compared to what we actually want to get out of the yes. diet so in that respect it's best to leave the coffee out and really only if you get the headache. Yeah. But in that case, wouldn't you advise people to start cutting down on the coffee before so they can do prolon without the coffee? Yeah. Or are you, you no, I mean, have I, to I, do some research I, into I, that? I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think the, but a lot of people, pe- a lot of times people don't even realize that they have that addiction. It's something like, oh yeah, I drink a coffee or two every day, but I'm not addicted to it. It was like, you'll see about that when you stop drinking coffee um and and so it's it's something easy to say you should cut it out again i think the the one of the ideas behind behind the festive mimicking diet was that we didn't want it to be a major lifestyle intervention and coffee is certainly a habit for a lot of people um would i say don't don't drink coffee if you if you if you can avoid it it's like yeah by all means don't don't have it if by the third day you're having severe headaches and the option is you either have a cup of coffee or you you stop doing the diet, then I think you should have a coffee. Mm, okay. But I I wouldn't go into the diet thinking I can still have a coffee every day. I would avoid it if possible. It's these little like clinical pearls that are good to know for uh, yeah. people when they start the diet. There's a lot of questions and comes up and it's good to have these little points there. But it's been really nice interviewing you here and listening to, to your thoughts behind the diet and some of your research and so on. And uh, hopefully I'll meet you again Absolutely. at some lecture somewhere or I'll come to LA and, and, and meet the lab again. So yeah. thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for your interest in our work. Appreciate it.